Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by There and Federated Insurance. Welcome to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the podcast. Uh, If this is your first time you're plugging into our podcast, thank you guys. We hope you enjoy it. Go back, check out some of our previous episodes. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys uh, just on on what we can do to better pump out more content for you guys. And so we've been getting a lot of questions here lately uh, about the state of the economy. We're kind of taking some time here with these solo episodes as PCA expos uh, coming up next week uh, this week here when this comes out Uh, and so we're kind of taking this time a little bit to uh, do some solo episodes and really answer some of the top questions that we're getting from clients and other people in the industry uh, in the home service industry specifically painting contractors and so that question today uh, last week we talked a little bit about staying neutral on social media and and hot topics of society and how to keep a good reputation and this week we're going to talk a little bit about what is going on with the economy, right? A lot of people are asking us, you know, should we be concerned? How do we prepare? Uh, And first and foremost, I wanna take this opportunity to say, I don't know what the future holds, right? Uh, When it comes to the economy, when it comes to the, you know, nobody honestly knows, I'm pretty confident to say that. I don't think anybody actually knows what's gonna happen, right? Uh, Even if there was one person in charge of the entire economy, he probably wouldn't even know. Uh, And so, you know, there's a lot of questions. Are we in a recession now? Uh, When will we be in a recession if we're not there right now? How bad is it going to be? And these are, again, questions I don't have the answer to. The the goal of this episode is not to forecast the economy and exactly what's going to happen. So I just want to make that clear right up front with you guys. If you're listening to this expecting me to have the crystal ball to say, hey, okay, so on August 1st, there's going to be this is going to happen and it's going to drop, you know, the demand for painting companies 12.5%. Nobody knows, right? So let's just get that right out there right now. But what I will say to you guys, um, and I'm going to leave the episode with a couple of things that you can do to prepare for whatever is going to come, right? Uh, If there is a little bit of a pullback, uh, you know, whatever it might be, I'm going to leave you with some tips on what you can do now to prepare should something happen this year. Or again, a lot of times we might be in a recession already and we just don't know it, uh, you know, or may not know it for a little bit. And so one thing I will say before we dive into the episode, One thing that I look at a lot, uh, and again, not an economist here, but one thing that I look at is, is the buying behaviors of the general public changing? Regardless of what you see on, again, Fox News, CNN, you know, Google, Apple News, whatever the headlines are in the media, don't pay attention to it. Pay attention to what's going on in the community around you with the people you know. Are people changing their buying habits? And I'll dive into that a little bit here into the episode. So again, we want you to be prepared for whatever might come, good or bad, uh, and just be ready for it. So I hope this helps. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. All right, so the million-dollar question, what can we expect in the economy? Uh, What's going to happen, right? Uh, And again, as I said in the intro, no clue. But one thing I will say is I wish if I did know um, that I would have went bought back about two years ago and bought Tesla stock before it like 10x and split four times and still 10x and wherever it's at now. Uh, I think it's came back a little bit. Uh, I would have go back 20 years and have bought Apple stock 
probably 10 to 15 years and really dove into some Amazon stock before Prime became a big thing, right? Uh, and so what can you expect with the economy? Here's, here's the thing. Jim Cramer, some of you guys may know him. He's mad money on CNBC. He doesn't even know, right? He gives recommendations. He forecasts this. He does this. And he's wrong like 80% of the time. So let's just, again, get that out of the way. Um, you know, some of our clients, some contractors, you know, throughout the country, painting contractors specifically, are seeing things slow down a little bit. And I think there's a lot of fear. A lot of people are, are like, oh my gosh, is the economy slowing down? Is this 2008 all over again? What's going on with it? And for me personally, <clears throat> I believe that we're just returning to pre-COVID demand for home services. That is my like general synopsis of the situation we're in right now. And what I mean by that is, 2020, you know, March 15th here in, in Illinois, at least, um, the world shut down, right? Again, state of Illinois went on, you know, lockdown March 15th of 2020. And, you know, there was some uncertainty there, right? But as we got into like summertime, people started investing back into doing stuff in their homes, right? Demand for home projects, whether it was painting, drywalling, bathroom remodels, kitchen remodels, pools, landscaping, putting in basketball goals, like that was the time, right? Because people weren't traveling. They weren't driving to work, you know, spending money on gas, spending, you know, going out to eat, right? So much money was saved, especially in that first six months of people just not doing the normal things that they were investing that money back into their homes. All of our clients, again, contractors, saw like record ease demand in 2020, 2021, and I'm even going to say 2022. Um, and what I think is happening is I don't think it's necessarily that things are being saturated, that so much work was done in those three years that nobody needs anything now, because that's never really going to be the case in my opinion. But what I think we're seeing is we're returning to normal. Um, the last three years were easy for lack of a better word, right? To get work. People were just, you know, throwing money left and right. They had discretionary money. It wasn't a big deal. They wanted to spend it on upgrading their home because that's where they're spending a lot of time at. And now that the kind of public is getting back to normal and people are traveling and going into the office and going out to eat more and going to concerts and, you know, blues games and Cardinals games. And uh, we don't have a football team here, so I can't say anything about that, but you know, like people are back to normal. And so I believe that the demand is actually just back where it was in 2019 and that we had it so easy. I say we, as if I was still a contractor, we had it so easy the last three years that it feels like, Oh my God, things are slowing down and people are looking at the economy. Um, and again, I don't personally believe right now the economy is pulling back. Again, what's going to happen in the next six months, it's hard to say. But I really believe that this slowdown people are seeing is really just getting back to normal. And what I mean by that is you guys listening to this are having to market a little bit more. You're having to use your resources to get leads. You're maybe spending more money on advertising than you have the last three years. That's okay, right? We're just back to 2019 demand before easy money and things happened uh, over the last few years. And so, you know, number one, be prepared to market. And I'll talk more about that here in a little bit in the how do we prepare for moving forward through 2023 and beyond. Um, the other thing I look at is will your actual target market be affected? Uh, and I'm going to say for a vast majority of people listening to this, again, at least right now where things are at, I'm going to go out on a limb and say no, because a lot of people listening to this are charging at a, you know, more of a premium price in the industry, right? You're not a chuck in a truck, um, you know, charging at $30 an hour. You actually have a business and you're probably charging at 50, 60, 70, 80, you know, depending on your market. And so 
the target market of who you are looking for to paint in their homes is completely different from who chucking a truck at $30 an hour is looking to paint in their homes, right? And I don't want to be stereotypical. I don't want to get like in any, you know, class, middle class, lower class. No, but I believe that if things do pull back in the economy some, the target market that most of you guys listening to this are looking for are going to be affected less than the people that really aren't your ideal clients. It's probably the best way to put that. Um, you know, think of who is your typical customers. For us, whenever I had my painting company, we worked with, you know, some doctors, lawyers, business professionals. Um, you know, here in the area, we have a huge Air Force base uh, here in, in O'Fallon, Illinois. And so we had a lot of military families, right? Maybe stay-at-home mom. Dad was, you know, somewhat high up in the Air Force. Uh, and so, again, what are the professions, you know, business professionals? That was a huge one, right? Salespeople, um, you know, different things. What I'm, where I'm going with this is those people are going to be affected less in their positions, right? Doctors are always going to be in demand. Lawyers are always going to be in demand. People running businesses and, and uh, you know, key parts of businesses are always going to be in demand. Um, you know, Air Force, Department of Defense, always going to be in demand, right? So if look through like who your average customer is, right? Look back and, you know, just think, think through it a little bit, right? Who are the people that you're working for? Chances are, if there's a pullback in the economy and some discretionary spending does slow down, at least for those professions, it's not going to change for them, right? If you work for a lot of bartenders, a lot of people in the restaurant industry, maybe in the hospitality industry, they work at hotels, certain things like that, they might feel that a little bit, right? Because again, when the economy pulls back, people stop discretionary spending, right? And I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, people stop discretionary spending. You just said it, Chris. Like, so that means they're not going to have their house painted. That could be the case. But for the most part, if their, you know, income, their supply doesn't change, they're not going to be the ones pulling back on discretionary spending. It's going to be the people that do have their incomes changed because of it that are going to pull back on discretionary spending. So think about that, right? Think about who your target market is. I think that's a big piece of this. Um, you know, a lot of people have been like, well, you know, tech companies are laying people off in the thousands and this and that. And I mentioned Apple and Amazon and Tesla and Microsoft and all these places. And yes, that is a little bit of a concern, but I think you have to understand the tech world. Um, that's pretty common in the industry and that we needed tech the more in the last three years than we ever have, right? Because we needed to get DoorDash and Instacart and all the things that have kind of sparked because of COVID the last few years, um, all these new companies, all these new things coming up, tech was a big piece of that, right? And again, I think we're just returning back to 2019 things and we don't need as many people in tech. So I think that was bound to happen no matter what. And again, some people are seeing that and fearing like, oh my gosh, we're headed for a recession. Again, those jobs, it is, again, that, that might be some of your target market, right? Software programmers and things like that. But again, I think that's more just the nature of the industry, just like restaurant turnover, right? Like that's just normal. That happens. Um, and so think about that. So number one, think about who your target market is. Is a pullback of discretionary spending going to actually affect them? I mentioned earlier some of the day-to-day -day things we look at, right? When we talk about discretionary spending, what are the day-to-day -day things that people are going to spend money on? more so when times are good and they're gonna pull back when times are slower. This is what I see out in the community and what's going on. And so for me, I look at restaurants. 
Yeah. Restaurants are pretty much just as busy as they have been. It, you know, obviously the last couple of years is hard to say, but before COVID happened, at least, right? They're relatively busy. Um, yes, restaurants have been hit hard with inflation and, you know, worker shortages and different things. But for the most part, people are still going out to bars and to restaurants. Plain and simple. Okay. Number two, <clears throat> sporting events. I mentioned Blues games, Cardinals games. We just had the Super Bowl. People were spending $6,000 on nosebleed seats at the Super Bowl, guys. I think we're doing okay in the economy right now. Um, I don't see there you know, being a big pullback. Again, that's a whole different <laughs> market of people uh, that are actually willing to fly to Phoenix and spend that much money on a Super Bowl ticket. But in general, sporting events are being sold out. Um, people are paying absurd amount of money for Blues tickets right now, and they freaking suck, guys. Maybe they're getting better now. They traded Tarasenko. That could be a whole different podcast episode. But trust me, we have season tickets. We sell 80% of our tickets, and people are happily paying money for them on StubHub, which is kind of absurd. So not seeing any issues there. Again, concerts, you can say the same thing about that. Morgan Wallen tickets are going for record prices. Like, it's chaos. What people are spending to go to concerts, like there's a lot of concerts my wife and I want to go to last year and this year, and I was like, I refuse to pay that much money for it. Not because we can't afford it, because I just literally don't want to spend that much money to go to that concert, right? And so again, when we start seeing those ticket prices drop and people aren't going and shows aren't selling out, then I'm going to get a little bit more worried. Um, and then you know, the last one, again, I could have a whole list here, but you guys kind of understand the point where I'm going with this, vacations right? People are still going on vacation. People are still traveling. Um, you know, things are still happening as far as that goes. People are looking at summer vacations right now and booking, you know, Airbnbs and hotels and condos and, and everything. So that's how I really break this down, right? Because again, the media, I talked about that last week. I talked about that the last few weeks. I, you guys probably feel like I'm on a tangent right now with the media. I promise I'm not. Just plays in with a lot of these topics, uh, which further proves my point. Anyways, so when you look in the media, you're going to see things like, oh my gosh, recession coming, stock market's going to crash. By the way, I've been seeing articles the stock market was going to crash for 12 years now. Um, it did, obviously, a little bit during COVID, but guess what? It's back. So, you know, look at those things and just take it all with a grain of salt. Like, anytime things are going on, right, and the world is just in chaos or this is happening, I always look around me. The people that I come in contact with on a daily basis, the people that I see in the community, what's going on in the community, those are the things I look for to actually make a decision to where not to really see if, okay, is the media accurate or is the media doing something to just spark fear into us and, and whatnot? So I want to leave you guys with four things that I have been recommending to our clients and in these conversations over the last six months and especially moving here into 2023, just to prepare in case something happens. Again, at this exact moment, I don't personally believe, again, this is 100% my opinion. So do not, you know, take this and bed what Chris said and everything's groovy. Um, but for me personally, based on everything I just went through with you guys, I don't believe that we're in a recession right this second. Do I think something can still happen at some point this year into next year? Absolutely. I think so many things happened the last couple of years with, you know, stimulus bills and this and that and spending and our debt load. Like there's a lot of things that, you know, are kind of a little bit weird um, that I'm like, okay, just be cautious, right? Be cautiously optimistic. But I think at this second, we're not, but I want to prepare you guys for the possibility that it could down the road. And here's the cool thing. Everything I'm going to go through on this list, if we don't end up heading towards a recession, if we don't end up heading towards a pullback, 
you're still going to be better off because of it, right? It's not like I'm saying, hey, do this in case we do that, you know, in case we head for a recession. And if we don't, you're going to regret doing these things. Um, these are four things that I believe are really important to your business anyways, but even more important now to prepare for the unknown in the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months. Okay. Number one, run a lean business. I feel like I've said that a hundred times over our 90-ish plus episodes. Run a lean business, right? What do I mean by this? Number one, increase your efficiency in your business. With your painters or your employees, depending on the industry you're in, increase their efficiency to where you can increase your profitability so you can do either more with the same amount of you know resources, right? People, time, employees, or you can do the same with less of that right? I think that's a great thing to get in the habit of. You know, what do I mean by that? Looking at faster ways to do things, looking at better processes, better systems, better things that you can do in your business to increase the efficiency. One of my favorite things I love doing year over year, and this kind of naturally happens as we work through every aspect of people's businesses, is at the end of the year, we look at what was your revenue? What was the total labor hours paid out for your staff? And most of the time, I would say at least 80% of the time, probably more than that, but I'm going to be conservative here. 80% of the time, clients always end up doing more production with the same amount of work hours. Or again, the proportion, if you break it down, dollar per hours paid, it ends up being more, right? That's what I want you guys to focus on. Focus on running efficiently. Focus on running your business to where, let's say your business doesn't grow, it stays the same, but you're able to do more with paying out less, right? Or less materials or whatever that might be for you guys. So look at your efficiencies. Look at your overhead. This is not the time, in my opinion, to take big risks, take on big debt loads, make a big expansion, unless there's pretty concrete evidence that it's a pretty smart decision, right? I'm all about risk management. We've talked about that before with even clients, right? When clients raise an orange flag or a red flag, you walk away and how do you do that appropriately? Um, And I think the same thing with your business and your strategy moving forward is know when is a good time to take out a $200,000 loan to go get a new shop space, whatever it may be, right? And when's not the time to do that, right? When's the time to hire a $70,000 a year production manager? And when's not the time to do that, right? Um, So again, I'm not saying don't do these things, but I'm saying do them and make sure that it really makes sense for you to be doing that in case something does happen and we have a pullback in the economy a bit, right? So run a lean business, increase your efficiency, um, you know, keep an eye on overhead and everything else. The second one, be proactive with marketing. I kind of hit on this earlier. I think we're back to pre-COVID demand when it comes to home services, right? People were like, oh my gosh, I have to marketing. I forgot how to market. The last three years, again, people were just calling us. We forgot how to market. So be very proactive with your marketing. Don't be afraid to spend you know, a percentage of your business on advertising and marketing. You might say, Chris, I've never done that. Cool. Get back into it then, right? Get back into marketing and being proactive to look for leads and to look for clients. Um, because again, worst case scenario, your business is going to grow and maybe nothing ever happens with the economy. Darn, sorry. You still got some good advice here. Um, or you get a pullback in the economy and you keep your guys moving and things go a little bit smoother. So be proactive with marketing. Don't wait until it's too late, right? It's like car insurance. When you really need it, it's hard to get it right? When you really need leads because you don't have work tomorrow, it's even harder to get them, 
okay? So be proactive with it. Make sure you've got a solid three to four week runway at all times in your business. Six to eight weeks is the ideal spot. All right, the other piece with this, this is point number three, and it kind of ties into marketing, is strengthen your relationships. When times get tough, people want to and need to lean on their relationships. So I'm talking referrals, I'm talking other contractors, I'm talking repeat business. We talk so much about relationship marketing on the show, and I want you guys, now is the time to dive deep in that. Because again, you're gonna have to spend some money probably on advertising to generate leads, but if you can strengthen your relationship marketing piece of your business, it's just gonna help offset that and make it even better for you. And again, if things don't slow down in the economy, this is just gonna help you grow your business more organically or grow your business even further, right? So again, it's a win-win here. But strengthen your relationships through the value add campaigns that we talk about, through customer appreciation events, through you know gift drop buys, uh, through connection cards that, that we've talked about. And I'm excited to do an episode with Rachel coming up on that here in the next couple of months. Um, we're going to dive deep into those four things. But strengthen your relationships with these people because, again, when times get tough, you got a better chance of getting referrals from people you have tight relationships with than you do somebody randomly seeing your stuff on Facebook. Again, you still may have to do that to, to catch the trickle of those people, but relationships are going to be key to get you through slower times. Trust me, everybody that got through 2008 said 90% of it was relationship-based. That's how they got through it, right? Um, and then lastly, number four, have the right employees and systems in place for your business, right? Know that if you need to let go of a couple of people, that you've got a really good core. You know, maybe you've got nine painters, and maybe things slow down a little bit. Um, you're fine with your overhead. You got to drop down to seven because that's all the demand of work you have. Know that you've got the right seven people to still get as much work done as eight to nine people. Right? Again, going back to the efficiency thing. So have the right employees in place. Have the right systems in place. Have the things going for you, again, to increase the efficiency and the productivity of your business. Do more with less. That's the whole goal here. Um, if you can set your business up to do that, again, if you grow or things don't happen, again, you're setting yourself up in a good spot. But make sure you've got the right employees, the right systems in place. You know, I, I think about work orders and, you know, having the right crew leaders, <clears throat> you know, having the right things in place to where if you, again, do need to lay a couple people off, maybe you need to get back in the field overseeing production of seven people because you can't afford a production manager salary, make sure you've got the right things in place to where you can easily do that. Again, this isn't ideal. This is really worst case scenario thinking here. But if the push comes to shove and you have to let that production manager go because you have to scale down to six to seven employees because things have slowed down, if you have the systems in place, you're going to be able to weather that a lot better than if you're relying 100% on that production manager with no systems, you let them go and now your business is a dumpster fire again. So those are the four things. Again, do I worry about it? Do I lose sleep about what's going on in the economy right now? Absolutely not. And I don't think you should either, but I think you should be prepared for what could potentially happen. What is the worst case scenario look like for you? And put yourself in a spot with your overhead and with your efficiency and productivity and with your proactive lead generation to get your business in a spot where it can weather whatever storm may or may not come our way. So I hope that helps. Hope you have a great rest of the day. As always, reach out to us if you have questions or specific things that we can help you with in your business or just advice, resources, whatever it might be. Again, we want to help you guys succeed through the good times and the bad times, and we're always here for you. I appreciate you, and have a great rest of your day. Paynet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. 
To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.